There's a legend round here. A killer buried, but not dead. A curse on Crystal Lake. A death curse. Jason Borey's curse. Welcome back to the Hiding for Horrors podcast, a review of horror movies and horror movie franchises. I'm Mark. I'm Tawan. I'm Rudy. I'm Maria. And today we're watching Friday the 13th, part 7, The New Blood, released in 1988, directed by John Carroll Butchler, and written by Manuel Mdello and Daryl Hannah. Tawan, can you give the people a plot summary? Years after the strange drowning death of her father, Tina Shepard, played by Lar Park Lincoln, returns to the site of his demise, Crystal Lake. Her developing psychic powers were responsible for ending his life, leaving Tina riddled with guilt as an adult, while deceitful Dr. Cruz, played by Terry Kisser, tries to manipulate her abilities for his own ends. Both physician and patient are for a shock when Tina's powers unwittingly free camper villain Jason Voorhees from his watery slumber. This whole movie is a what-the-fuck like what pad someone's fan fiction come to life but not in a good way now maria this is your first time watching the whole franchise what did you think of of part seven compared to all the ones that came before it no yeah i mean it was kind of weird because like like, what was the whole reason for her having powers? I don't know. It was like they're starting a whole new storyline for Jason, even though, like... I don't know. It was just weird. Like, why does she have powers? How did her powers, like, resurrect him? And... They didn't. They didn't. See, I, I knew... Oh. I knew one of you were gonna think that. Jason isn't dead at the end of Jason Lives. They just threw his ass in the in the lake, and he kind of yeah. just like he's just been down there, dormant because he can't get free to kill anyone. So then, like he just got free. Like all her powers did was loosen his shackles, which allowed him to like come up to the surface. But why? Like how did how did how did that work? You know, she was over here trying to resurrect her dad in a way, and then she just. Happens to loosen his shackles. I don't know. That's weird. <laughs> that part, it kind of like that part annoys me because you can definitely tell that there's two writers because the movie starts with her dad like like beating her mom, hitting her mom, and he's a drunk. Please don't drink anymore. Don't tell yeah. me what to do. Yeah, and this is the dad she wants to bring back to life. Yeah, when she was like crying about him, and she's like, "I miss him." Like she was literally beating up your mom. Yeah, but that's and he was like, probably drunk. just a trauma thing, though. Like, if she did kill him, like, she was a child. Even though, like, she knew that was wrong, I'm sure she didn't want to kill him, but it happened, and obviously she felt bad. And, uh, but overall, this movie is weird. Like, this was, um, yeah, it was something. It was what, Tuan? <laughs> it, it, it was something. I, like, I don't. <laughs> Man, while I was watching it, I was I was a bore. I ain't gonna lie to you. 
Like I was, I was really? bored because like it didn't feel like any Friday the Thirteenth thing. I felt like I was watching like a screenplay for a movie, and the writer was like, and they, I think the writer probably got told this is not going to get made. But somebody said, let's just stick Jason in here and we'll get it made for you. And that's what happened. Because <laughs> nothing made sense. What about you, Rudy? What did you think about this movie overall? I um, I think I said this previously in the uh, the previous movie. But uh, this is where I, where I feel like Hollywood just completely lost inspiration to make a Jason movie and decided to like get inspiration from Carrie and incorporating that idea onto a Friday the 13th movie. I am not a fan of this one. I will admit that I haven't watched it recently, but I remember it, obviously. And um, I just didn't understand the concept. Like, where are they trying to go with this uh, girl with telekinesis? And, like, she's... I don't know. I, I The whole her, quote-unquote, accidentally um, bringing Jason back to life. And then after that, it's just like how to stop him, blah, blah, blah. I just feel like it gets repetitive after a while, and I am not a fan of this one for that specific reason that they just, I feel like they lost ideas, and they're like, hey, let's do this with a girl with telekinesis and see if that works for a movie. It just wasn't, it didn't work out. It was very slow paced. Uh, so slowly paced. It was. Yeah. It was so slow. Like man, every when I was watching it at the beginning, like in the first like fifteen minutes, I'm like, "Yo, am I watching the right movie?" Right. I I dreaded having to sit through this movie to take any kind of notes. I was not excited. I was annoyed. I was like, I don't want to do this. I hate this fucking movie. And it's weird because. This movie is like sandwiched between my two favorite movies of the franchise. Like, I love part six and I love part eight, which is controversial, but I, I love part eight. And then you just have part seven, which is like weird as shit. Like, when was she drowned? When did, did this crap happen with her dad? Like, was Jason under, like, like it's also screwed up, screws up the, the, the timeline because did this happen after part six? Are we like a whole decade removed from part six? Yeah, like honestly, it was kind of weird because it's like it, the movie started off about her, and it was basically like a like. I mean, it was like yeah, it started off basically about her. You know, everything was about how she was doing, her, her her dad dying, her powers, and then Jason was just added in. Like, I do agree with, with what Tawan said. It seemed like they just added him, added him in for, like, a little bit of flavor. But it didn't, I feel like any serial killer could have gone in there and killed all these people, and it would have been the same movie. Like, it didn't even have to be Jason. It didn't feel like a Jason movie. I just felt like some guy in a mask was just out here killing people, but the movie was really about a girl who has powers... And she killed her dad. And that whole, like, flashback reel in the beginning with the voiceover, I was like, yes. um, why is this here? It was, it was, it, it felt like we gotta be cool. Because by this time, Friday the 13th, I mean, Nightmare on Elm Street is, like, the biggest, baddest thing in the, in the horror movie genre. Like, Freddy's kicking ass. And then... Michael Myers was making a comeback. 
So it, it feels like this was the movie where it was like, oh shit, we have competition now. We got to do crazy wild shit. Like they got powers in Nightmare on Elm Street, so why not have some random chick in here with telekinesis? But also that little girl in the flashback, if I did not know, if I didn't know like the behind the scenes stuff, like, like the cast list, I would have swear, sworn that she was that girl from the Poltergeist. Because they look a, a lot alike. But I think by the time this movie came out, that little girl had already died. So I was like, ooh, that's even worse. You got this lookalike in here when she looks like somebody who just died. Like, oh, no. But, Rudy, what are some of your favorite scenes or your favorite... No, let's go with your favorite scene. What are some scenes you liked, disliked? Kind of indifferent about. Uh, so my favorite scene, even though I'm like contradicting myself right now, was when he got resurrected. When Jason got resurrected, I felt like that was um, kind of unique in its own way. Um, just the entire scene of how he was like from underwater, coming back to life. It reminded me kind of, sort of, of when he got resurrected during uh, the intro to Freddy versus Jason. And that was a really good, elaborate scene where... He wasn't dead here, though. He was still alive. He never died in part six. You're talking about this one, right? Yeah, he didn't die in part six. They just threw his ass in the water. Right, but like the whole... Yeah, like a zombified version of Jason. I mean, come on now. Like, you mean to tell me this this killer is, like, living under the water and not dying? Like, how does he have oxygen? Like, how does he breathe? He's dead. He doesn't need oxygen. He just stuck down there. So he did get resurrected then, or is he like a demonic? Yeah. Figure? Well, well, he was resurrected in part six with the lightning bolt. You know, and they're right. trying to bring him back, but Which he hasn't kind of- died since. Yeah, but he hasn't died since then. Like, she mm. all she did, all she did was like rattle his chains. She pretty yeah. much woke him up. She woke him up from being asleep, and then she like loosened his chains, but he wasn't dead. Still a cool yeah. scene though. It is a cool scene. I like that one. Um, I always like the scenes where he's like either dead or underwater and they just have like that underwater shot of him. It's so it's such a good shot. I don't know why. Yeah, like I'm a big fan of underwater anything. So that it's really cool to see him like floating or like, you know, just doing his thing. Um that was my favorite scene. My least favorite scene I would have to say is any scene with Tina, because I don't really like her. I think, she be, I think she wants to be Carrie. <laughs> she wants to be Carrie so I just I don't know. I know she's supposed to be like the bright one of the of the bunch in the movie, but something about her, I don't know if it's just the actress's more it's I don't know. I feel like all these um final girls look the same to me in these Friday thirteen movies and they're just blonde hair, like butchy looking, but I don't know. Yeah. I think that was just an 80s thing, though, to cast these, like, bimbo-looking girls to be, like, the smart ones of the bunch and et cetera. Um, One director did say you need the big boobs to, you know, be in front of the third tape moment. But big, big, big boobs can only do so much in a movie, you get me? Like, where's... I'm not even talking about, like, the physical appearance, but just, like, give me something for me to root for you, girl. And then she wasn't giving me that. We were so. all rooting for you. Yeah. <laughs> What about you, Maria? What did you think about, well, 
Ah, I mean, we do that. What about you, Maria? Do you have any scenes you like, dislike, kind of indifferent about? Um, I mean, I, I did like that underwater scene, like, in the beginning. Well, no, I mean, like, of Jason. I don't Like, that take is just so nice, you know? Like, it just looks good. Um, there was this one scene where that girl with the blue dress is, like, walking around after, you know, she, like, fixes herself and stuff. And who falls on her? Who is that? Like, the guy who, like, falls on her when she's, like, trying to look for David? I forgot who that was. It wasn't David, though. No. Well, whoever that was. Because it, it was it was really funny to me. No, it was the black guy. Wasn't it? Wasn't it the black guy? Was it? I think it might have been I don't the know. They, like, got him in the face. Man, I think it might have been the black guy. This is That's really what... bad. I just watched this movie, and I... <laughs> it's already leaving. I could I could swear it was the black guy because didn't Jason like smush that like, crushed his face, didn't he? Yeah, he did. I don't know. Well whole point is he like fell on him and she screams and then Jason just pops out of nowhere and that scene was so funny to me because it looks like he's just waiting for her for like this guy to fall on her and to scream and he just pops out like, Okay, like I'm ready. Um the same thing with the scene when he's you know, gonna kill the 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 doctor and um and he just like brings out this saw thing, whatever the fuck that was. Like all you hear him is like ramping it up and then he just chases him with it. I don't know, that part was it was funny to me. Like these parts like this movie wasn't great, but it was funny. Um or I thought it was funny. I don't know how I feel um, about Jason using power tools. I was like, what the f- I was like, where the hell did he get that from? Like, they're in the middle of the woods. Like, where did you- You- It just- It was funny to- To think that he saw these tools, and he was like, yeah, I'm gonna bring these back, and brought them back to the woods to use. I don't know. It was- It was just a funny idea. It was- I don't know. It was okay. Um, scenes that I didn't like- This scene where, like, the dad's about to drown- Cause literally, it took. First of all, it took him a second. It took her a minute to like um, to drop him in the water, and then like the way the dock moves was like, what the fuck is going on? Cause like it's literally like swaying back and forth, like just yeah. just destroy the whole. Like it was so unnecessary. I don't know. Tuan, I <laughs> I think a scene that I did like was the whole like ending like battle between Jason and Tina. Just because of how funny it was to me. Like, Jason is using brute strength and she's, like, fighting him with telekinetic powers. It's, like, the last thing I would have expected to see in, in these movies. And I kind of knew about this one before I seen it. Like, I think I've actually seen clips of this movie. But, like, watching it in its entirety, this is probably, like, one of the funniest things. Because that, that whole, like, ending battle was just... It was, it was, it was, it was just out of the, so out of the ordinary for what I would expect from this series. Like, I, I really didn't even know, like, what area, what, like, area of stuff we were getting into now. And it, they, like, kept it, like, really serious, too, which made it even more funny to me. So, I guess I did like that scene. And yeah, I will agree with the rest of you that the, um, um, when Jason was resurrected, that was like a decent scene and such. But um, 
there was... I would say scenes that I probably didn't like or dislike. Um, definitely the one where um, the doctor got Tina's mom killed. I just didn't like. I didn't like because he was just a dick for that. What are you doing? Oh my gosh! No! 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 <laughs> like they could have both just kept running and got away, but he was like, "I'm gonna just sacrifice her real quick." That so that was just a dick move on his part. But like I. <sighs> I can't even think of much to, like, recall back to because, like, I just really wasn't feeling the movie that much. And it, I don't think there was much to really even, like, say or anything. I don't really think there were, like, that good of kills or things of that matter. Even even in the past movies that I, I weren't feeling from the franchise that much, I had at least some decent stuff to say. But I don't I don't think that applied for this one. Well, speaking of kills, like, for me, the only kill that I thought was cool was the sleeping bag kill. Because he just yeah. picked that shit up with both of them, and he, damn, and the sound it made when he threw it. Yeah, I was like, okay, okay. that's where that came from. But, um. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that caught me way off guard. I did not expect him to do yeah, that. Yeah, I was like, okay, so that's where that came from. That makes sense. That makes sense now. Um, It was better in the remake, though. <laughs> so, but you guys don't have any favorite kills or kills that were interesting. I thought Anyone? the one. I thought the one kill where he like was ripping the dude's jaw off. Like that would have been cool if I saw it. But like they say, so like wouldn't. But like obviously they weren't showing like much of anything in this one since it was PG thirteen as well. So it kind of um it was kind of boring. But the sound effects on it were were nice. Um, that was, I think that was the, the black guy, he killed him, he like, he was like ripping his jaw off, basically, but besides that, everyone else was either like, axe to the face, stabs, it was boring. Maria, Rudy, you guys don't have anything? You don't have any kills you enjoyed? I mean, the sleeping bag was a pretty out-of-pocket one that I just, I, I don't know, I didn't think he would, he would have done that, definitely thought he was gonna like take her out of their out of that sleeping bag and kill her um or stab her but no um the only other one that i can think of is i forgot who he did this to but he basically oh i think it was um michael where he like basically not stabbed him but pierced him with his arm oh yeah i thought that was a pretty good kill it was, i mean it was an okay kill but um because, I mean, yeah, usually he just just stab and cut. And, like, I mean, yeah, when he, like, crushes that one guy's face. Because, like, the camera is, like, all up in his face. And then Jason is just, like, crushing his head. Um, oh, my God, yes. I was just going to mention that. Yeah, because I was, I don't know. I, I thought I, I thought they were just, like... They were gonna like pan to Jason, and you weren't gonna be able to see like his face get crushed. But you do like you totally see like the blood oh, come yeah, out, and that was nasty. Yeah, that was intense. What about you, Rudy? Have anything else besides that? Um, I was actually gonna mention also the Michael scene. Um, that was I mean I've seen it before in a Friday the Thirteenth movie where he like throws his machete at someone and it stabs him in the back. But uh, Jason was obviously not having it, and he was going back to end it because. Usually when Jason, like, well, not even Jason, just any serial killer in a movie 
throws their weapon at someone to like pierce them, they just they act like they the person died. But Jason went back and still managed to like stab the fuck out of Michael until he died. And yeah, then Jack's like he was, uh, I thought he was gonna like kick it into like kick the knife into him or something. Yeah, but he just ended up picking him up with it. That was a yeah. decent scene. Uh, obviously the the what is it the sleeping bag scene that one was good too. Reminds me so much of the uh, the remake, which you know I'm not gonna spoil it, but there's a a sleeping bag scene in that one as well. Don't be hyping that movie up for Maria. Don't do that. They Don't actually were some really listening. good. They were it really was, good death scenes. Yes, that it was one. better in that one. It's a lot of style with no substance. I'm dead. Which is most of these movies. <laughs> actually, no, a lot of these... Actually, no, no, no. These movies are missing a lot of style. They could use yeah. some style. They could use a lot of fucking style. <laughs> style them, baby. Blasphemy. But yeah, those are the only two scenes that I, I like. Um, everything else was basic shit that, you know, machete kills. and Oh, also that, that face-crushing one was also decent because um, it's intense, like... Can you imagine someone that crush black your head? guy's face? Yeah, can you imagine someone crush your head like that? And like, I have never heard of it bleeding though. I just feel like it fucks up your oxygen <laughs> and you die. It looked like he ripped his jaw off though. I don't think he yeah. just crushed his face. It looked like when he crushed him, like he he pushed into his jaw and ripped his shit off. But we couldn't that see sense. that. Yeah. I want to know the telekinesis. Was it working for y'all? Because I feel like if the practical effect was better, I would have wouldn't have minded. But it looked bad, didn't it? Yeah, it was fucking dumb. It looked. It, I don't think it looked bad. It just like caught me off guard, and they didn't really. It didn't. It just. I don't, it just didn't fit enough to where. To where it was like. Every time it was it was brought up, I was kind of like, okay, so we're actually just really going here with the telekinesis thing, and I don't know, it just it just wasn't working for me. So like every time it did like come up, like I was just like, okay, so they're just they're just they're just throwing shit at the wall at this point and trying to see what stick, and that was not really sticking for me. She was giving very much Jean Grey and X Men because she was always using them damn powers and then passing out. Honestly, I think I wouldn't have minded the power so much if she wasn't making such weird faces. <laughs> you know, while she was the having these twitching powers. or the body twitching. Like, are you about to pass out? Yeah. Right? Like, I mean, I guess maybe if she's not used to using them, but it's like, come on, like, chill out. <laughs> Stop doing that. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> You know, because it was just, like, I liked her in some scenes. I kind of liked her a little bit in the beginning, but then she just got kind of just weird, like, towards the end. And then when she was, I guess, I don't know, like, I don't know if maybe it was just a character I had the issue with. Like, honestly, the telekinesis didn't really bother me because, I mean... We're literally dealing with a Jason who was brought back to life by a lightning bolt. So at this point, I'm not surprised they did this. But it's just like, yeah, like fix your face. I don't know. (laughs) 
you know <laughs> like they made her seem a lot crazier than they should have even after finding out or ever like even after the whole you know her finding coming to terms with her powers like you know what i mean they made just they just made her seem so weird like on purpose like her actress was really trying to portray a a girl who's very disturbed yeah and it's like you did not have to and, go that and far and that's i guess that's why like i was i, I feel like this should have been like a different movie cuz i feel like if this was just well if it, if it was a different movie it would just be carry at that point to be honest with like a, a Dr. Loomis type doctor in there to, to toss in a little sprinkle, I guess. But like, it feels like it should have been like a different movie, but like Jason was just like added into like this story to like somehow fit. And like Mark brought up earlier, said it was like Carrie versus Jason. And that was hilarious. Cause that's literally what this felt like. Yeah. Social outcast uh, girl with telekinetic powers fighting a slasher. I am not a fan, like I said previously, of the idea of Kinesis being incorporated in a movie that clearly is focused on a killer because it's like, who do we focus on here? Like the girl with powers or the serial killer who's killing off the people? And it's like a battle between the two. I know hers is like, means well, but Jason's out there to kill people. And I just don't feel like it, I don't know, it didn't go well with the theme right i just felt like they should have just stuck with a normal girl who's trying to save the day without the powers because once you add power to any kind of movie it makes it so unbelievable and i'm not saying that the other movies are like believable but you know like do you really think you're gonna go camping with your friends and strangers or whatever and have that one person in the group with telekinesis to save the world no so i always like to like um what is that term I, I like to, uh, fuck, what is that term? To see myself as the character. Oh, like, okay, what well, what would happen if we were, like, terrorized by some killer in the woods? Do I, like, ask one of my friends, hey, do you have powers by any chance? No, like, it just makes it so unrealistic to me, and that's what ruined the movie. Um, same with Carrie. I never was a fan of the movie Carrie for that reason. I just, I feel like it's not realistic. I have yet to meet someone with telekinesis, so, yeah. I don't know. I think Carrie's realistic. <laughs> she just got drove, driven to that point real hard. Them bitches deserved it. I don't care. No, yeah, the whole movie, the concept was realistic, but the telekinesis part, like, okay, I want to have some. Oh telekinesis, yeah, you know, I mean, like, yeah, like that's yeah, that's just like, but I mean, yeah, we know that, but like, I, I, I get, I get what you mean though. Like, it's, it's not realistic, but like, I feel, I feel like at least in this movie, even though, yeah, we're we're dealing with a, a fucking murderer who at this point yeah. who's brought back from the dead but like I don't know that's more believable than to be in this movie to get him to come back than this girl now having telekinetic powers like what's next <laughs> yeah I agree I thought that I just thought it was weird the effects look bad like y'all could have pulled that string faster like how did Carrie come out 10 years before and look way better than that like it made no sense and like you write Maria she gotta fix her face because I, I I couldn't tell if she was like having a stroke or a seizure or she was about to shit her pants. But the whole body, the body movement she was doing in the face, like it wasn't, it wasn't doing what it was supposed to be doing. And I felt very uncomfortable. And I was like, you know, I know Jason a zombie, but um, this is going too far. Like, this, 
this is too much. But let's talk about some of the characters. I want to start with Tina's mom, Mrs. Shepard. I didn't like her off the bat. Like, I heard, like, after the whole, like, that scene where she gets slapped, the next time we see her, I'm like, she looks like she's a bitch, so I, I, I have no sympathy for her, so I don't like her. But Rudy, what did you think about Rich, Mrs. Shepard, Tina's mother? Mrs. Shepard was, like, just there to me. She reminded me of, you know, the typical suburban moms who just care for their kids, but also have, like, that side of her that doesn't give a fuck. And I almost... And I again, this goes back to like the character, the the actress who was playing the character. She gave me that vibe where I don't think she pulled it off as a motherly figure. If that makes any sense. So, I mean, not that I remember, but like, are there even many scenes with her in it? I forgot. I just remember her being like, she Tina spent more time with the the with therapist the, than she yeah. So, like, I, I don't really have much to say about the mother. Um, except, bitch, get your daughter off that motherfucking Camp Crystal Lake before she gets slaughtered. You know, like, that was my first instinct. She was the worst mom we've had so far. Wait, we yeah. have one mom. We no, I think, one mother. <laughs> I think the worst mom award goes to the mom. Uh, what's her character's name in Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3, Dream Warriors? Oh, yeah. Oh, that movie! Yes, that mother is horrible. She just choked dick over daughter. I can't wait! I can't wait till we get there because that movie. Oh my god! Yeah, but coming this, soon. Yes, but that reminds me of that mom. Basically, like she's just. I don't know what's up with these moms in the eighties. They just didn't give a fuck about their kids, you know. They they gave that was <laughs> that was the latchkey generation. I was a I was a latchkey latchkey kid. I shouldn't be judging. Yeah, I don't know. Her mom was weird. I don't know if y'all know that. Weird as shit. Yeah. What about you? Wait, but go ahead. What do you think about the mom? I like. I felt like if your daughter is telling you that she doesn't want to do like freaking doctors' experiments and shit, why are you making her keeping her there so she has to do that? Money. Cause oh, you're right. She wanted that money. (laughs) You're right, but like. I feel, like, I don't know, like, I feel like, use a bit of common sense, because, like, what do you think, like, will come from this? You think, like, like, oh, like, you're just gonna get paid for research? Like, come on, use a little, use a little more, like, brain thought. Like, if this is, if this is real world, you already know, once you got that video, that shit getting sent off to some government, <laughs> in the government facility, and her ass about to get caught. <laughs> but, like, yeah, like, her mom, like, she, like, she, but, like, either, even, yeah, even if it was for money, like, like, she should have listened to her when she didn't want to, like, do the shit anymore. Like, it's, it's your, it's your daughter. And, like, she already took care of one of y'all problems. She could take care of you, too. So, just get her out of there. Maria? Yeah, she was kind of, like, you know, in the beginning, she was with that awful man. um, And then... I don't know when I saw her pop out with that like with that doctor guy and she was like defending him so hard and then, like I mean I don't know if this was just me but they had like her and the doctor had like a little bit of tension going on yeah 
She's just like those, those, you know, some people just can't make great partner um, choices, you know? And like, you can, yeah, you can obviously tell like he was just not in it for Tina at all. Like he was like, he was weird. He was out here yelling at her for like no reason. And I'm like, you really, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I just, I didn't really like her. Like she was like, it just definitely seemed like she wasn't there for Tina at all, except like at the end when she like finally saw everything, like really, like you've been with Tina like your whole life, her her whole life. And you really want to act like Tina doesn't have some type of powers. I don't know. I thought she just doesn't seem like she seems like those like like a, the type of mom who just pushes on pushes like her um her issues onto like other people you know what i mean like she like i'm like i mean obviously like they, they don't show us here but it just doesn't it seems like as soon as she saw something was wrong with tina she just went well let's just go to like the mental hospital or something and that was it like it just doesn't seem like she even tried you know to understand her like she i don't know why the hell she believed that damn doctor so much um yeah, right he was just so creepy to me and he did a lot of questionable things, even in like in the beginning. And she was just like, like okay, like especially when when they when they first came up, and um, and the mom was like, oh, like this is good for you, blah blah blah. And she was like, good for me or good good for Doctor Cruz. Yeah. And then she was like, oh well, you know, he's just here to help. He'll heal you. And then like she talks to him. And then, like you know, they like meet up, and she was, and um, I don't, I, I don't know what Tina. Oh, then Tina like walks away to go get stuff out of her trunk, and then her and like the whatever, and, and her and the doctor have like this conversation, and she was like, you know, she was like, are you sure? You know, obviously expressing some doubts, because why, why would it be in any way good for her to be literally in the same place? where her daddy died, where basically her whole trauma started, I guess, whatever. He was like, oh, no, don't worry. I have a whole treatment, blah, blah, blah. And then she was like, oh, yeah, like, you're right. You'll you'll help her. Like, you'll do it. Like, really? You didn't even, like, question? Like, she questioned it for five seconds and then just folded so fast. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, I think I'm basically done. Cause she, we'll keep talking about she, like, Dr. Cruz. Huh? Doctor Cruz. What did you think about him? Were they equally bad? Uh, yeah. Well, I don't know. I think he was worse after he he like. I don't know why he didn't run away. I don't know why he had to hold her. Literally. And basically pushed her towards Jason. So oh, much. I feel like he did that because he kind of just wanted her to die. Um, like he just wanted her basically out of the picture. Because then, like. Yeah, because then, like, when when Tina came, he was trying so hard to, like, get her to leave. Like, you didn't do that to the mom. I don't know. He was a creep. He was a creepy man. Yeah. Rudy? I agree with Maria. And um, uh, I, I hate doing this, but, like, I compared the scene to um, Halloween 2018, again, with that fake as... Uh, Dr. Loomis, who was like turning his back all of a sudden and wanted to be on Michael's side. 
and wanted to kind of test Michael's potential. That's what that scene reminded me of with this um, Dr. Cruz. Like, I don't know if he wanted to get rid of the girl, um, Tina, or if he just wanted to be on Jason's side. But then again, bro, you're going to get killed off too, like, regardless of whether you're on his side or not, you know? So um, I didn't like Dr. Cruz either. I think he was more self-absorbed. He did everything just to benefit him career-wise and professionally. So um, he got what he deserved either way. Yeah, I thought the um, the doctor was like he was like he was he was he was giving like creep vibes. He was also just like really skeevy in the way that he was trying to like go about it. Like in the first meeting with her, he's like like use your use your anger, like your emotions, get this out of you. Like trying to like bait her, um, bait her basically to like use like the powers, which like. I get see, like he was trying to view him, but like it was just the way that he was going about it was like really was like really weird and it wasn't um it wasn't like what you would expect from like a doctor, even though like he like he but he was also just giving like um the vibes of someone who was just trying to get a use out of out of this person who he could use for like either like medical um like medical grants or like using like a book or something like that like someone that he could just um exploit basically and that's what all he was just trying to do with her and he had like no plans of like helping her like control like herself anything like that like he was just there so that he could get get most to gain out of it but um besides that his relationship with the mom yeah it was like weird like it was like i feel like it was like low-key like sexual tension between them but it was i don't know it was also just kind of weird with that and then yeah him like going out of his way so that he could like put the mom in danger so that she could get she could kill by jason was just dick moves like overall that was just that was just really bitch shit to me like because they both could have gotten away and i wonder if he like did that so like um Tina will have more of a reason to, like, use her powers now that, like, both her parents are dead, especially the one that she liked being her mom. So, yeah, I was not feeling um, Doctor in this movie, and, yeah, he could definitely stay dead. What about Nicholas? You know, I noticed that a lot of the guys... Like the, the like the final guys kind of look the same. Like I sort Nick looks like the guy from the previous one. He, yeah, from like when Tommy first killed Jason. He looks like that guy. I forgot, like the one that him and his sister had like a little weird thing going on. Even though he looked old. Oh, I forgot his name, but I know who you're talking about. Yeah, but they kind of look the same. Herman, him and Tommy even kind of look like. I noticed a lot of them, like the the final guys, look the same. But anyway, I kind of liked Nick. I thought he was like a good boy. <laughs> he just kind of seemed like um, I don't know. I mean, I, it was kind of nice of him to try to be there for Tina. I feel like a lot of people wouldn't do that, especially if you just met them and then this bitch talking kind of crazy. I would have left. <laughs> um, but no, he was like, he was trying to be there for her. He was trying to understand her. And I thought that was so nice. Um, I think I think it's the only guy I've liked from this whole series. Like, like 
genuinely actually liked. Like I thought his character was was good. Um, no, I mean I I think he was he was really nice. He like defended her when he like needed to. Um, when he when he like found out about the whole you know someone's going around killing people, he was trying to come up with a plan. He was like, let's get everybody together and just leave, which is like you know facts. Everybody has to leave, but you know everybody's dead by then. But um. Um. Yeah, it was just I liked him. I agree with Maria. He was likable as a character, and again, I'm gonna have to use a reference to the new the uh, Friday remake. It was similar though with um Jared. What's his name? Jared Pedalecki's. You know, and he was looking for his uh yep his sister, and I'm not gonna go into into it because you know we're gonna do that. I'm pretty sure, but. Um, you know, it's like strangers meet, and I guess it was like um, not not even love at first sight, but they connected somehow. They they vibed it out, and he stuck it through, and you know, to the end, and he wanted to help her and be there for her, and I think that's pretty nice. Yeah, I won't meet someone like that nowadays. So kudos to him, to Nick. Um, he was a handsome character, I would say. Um, he got a strong gay face. Yeah, very much so, but uh, <laughs> overall, I I like this character. I don't have much to say about him either, except that he was likable. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, he was like, <laughs> I think out of most of the people in this movie, he was the only character I didn't have an issue with. Like, um, he was likable, and even though Tino, like, most of the time was, like, saying questionable things, not, like, questionable in a bad way, but just, like, if I was, like, a friend of Tina's or like at that same like party and stuff like at the house with her and she started acting all weird i'd be like yo this bitch crazy but like he was staying by her side so like that was nice and he actually did like her i wanted to help her in any way he could now he's way better than me because i wouldn't have stayed to fight jason but the fact that he did stay there he a real one for that i should say this is the first Friday 13 movie I, I've ever seen because of the actor who plays Nicholas. Now, I've told y'all I'm a I'm a soap opera fan. I don't care. And he played in like two of the soap operas I watched. But I'm, I have to say, knowing that he buddy gay, I wasn't feeling him and um, him and Tina. I was like, he gay as fuck. They, they ain't gonna be fucking let the bitch die, leave. Right, I don't even know why he liked her. Like I'm telling you, Tina, the actress who played her was just not fucking attractive to me. Like she, Lord, she was just there, killing time. Yeah, I agree with that. Like he just saw her, and he was like, "This is it. Like I feel it. We're having like a moment right now." And she was just, you know, twitching and shit. <laughs> well, talk about it. I just, I don't know. Like, if she just had, if she just would have stopped twitching, <laughs> everything would be great. Like, if she, cause she was, if she was twitching about everything. Like in the beginning, she was being, she was giving me like Bella Swan, <laughs> Bella Swan vibes. She was like awkward, you know. She was twitching, which I mean, I guess makes sense. So she basically just got out, got out of you know the mental hospital. So uh, I guess we can excuse her for that. But she just didn't, like, if she didn't have her 
telekinesis powers, she would have she would have just been a background character. Like her character overall just didn't really give anything, you know. It was all just based around the fact that oh, she can move things and she can set things on fire. But it there's really nothing else about her that like stood out. Um I do I do give her though that she she was trying to go get her mom and she was trying to save everyone and I'll give her that. But she also kind of barely did anything. You know? Like, okay, I'm sorry, but I feel like she could have um that one bitch's name, Melissa Madison, I forgot what her name was. Oh, the one with uh, the stuck up one. Yeah, the one who I like the who she broke the pearl necklace on. Yeah, I feel like she could have totally saved her. <laughs> But she didn't. I mean, I don't know. I, I probably wouldn't have tried to save her. I don't know. She was being bitchy. Hey, Tina. Isn't this the way the weather jacket's back in the mental hospital? <laughs> <laughs> she she could have. That's on her, actually. She shouldn't have been in that situation. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay, well, I think if she had the time. I mean, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't either. I would have been like shocked but then like in the bottom of my heart i would have been like yo fuck you bitch but um i don't know she just totally had time to just you know get jason one way or another right there and she just kind of didn't um i don't i mean not that i know a lot of things about like telekinesis and all that stuff but i feel like they gave her like a lot of weird powers i guess Cause you know, cause yeah, she can move stuff. But then there was that one scene where she like sets something on fire, yeah. and it's like, why couldn't you just do that then? And then suddenly she can move fire, and then it switches back to like her just being able to move stuff. But I'm like, okay, if you can move stuff, why are you moving everything around the room except for the guy that's coming to kill you? You know, yeah. like she could have easily have moved him or thrown him at the window but no she's gonna like throw a fucking like throw like a lamp at him like how is that gonna help anybody first yeah that's the thing like she was throwing the most like useless items at him thinking it was gonna stop him like i don't like i don't don't, we don't know the extent of her powers but like I don't know, she could have did a little more, like, shoddy, like, he was in the kitchen at one point, you was moving stuff from the other room, so, like, I don't know, move the knives or something, like, <laughs> exactly. like she was not, she was not doing it for me, like, any other, like, Carrie had the girls, like, had the girls going crazy at the, at the prom, so, like, Tina could have did something. And the fact, what got me is the fact that it worked. She threw that one plant at him, that one small, skinny-ass plant, and he falls back. Like, come on. Come on, like, you really, 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 really want to tell me that it just knocked him out? I don't know. It was just, like, I don't know. There was just a lot going on here, um, especially with her having, like, having powers. And I feel like that itself just wasn't consistent. I don't know. It's just me. I just, I, don't know. I just feel like the only thing that made her character worthwhile was her telekinesis powers, and that's it. Like, she didn't really give anything else. Who want to go next? Well, I already said that Tina's not my favorite character for obvious reasons, but um, I don't... I don't know. I just can't get past the whole telekinesis thing in a horror movie, especially with a serial killer. Like, it takes 
Facts. The attention away from the focal point, and that's Jason Voorhees. Like, if they wanted to make a carry part two, fuck, they could have. But why add something similar to that in a horror movie and really think it was gonna work out? Like, I think they was they were trying to show out and see and, and show the audience. Oh well, we're gonna add a girl with telekinesis to hopefully kill Jason Voorhees once and for all, and that was just a failure. Like. I'm telling you, Hollywood at the time, like nowadays, ran out of ideas and they just wanted to somehow be creative, but it wasn't creative at all. Yeah, yeah I, I agree with that. And <laughs> I'm going to just go back to my point I said earlier, like Tina was a fake Jean Grey. She was definitely giving me like those vibes because... If you watch X Men or like the X Men like old like TV show and everything, Jean was known for coming into the battle, doing some stuff and then just passing out, and that's literally what Tina did. Like she she used her powers, got overwhelmed, and then just passed out. <laughs> All right, then. but before we wrap things up, Tuan, can you give the people the behind the scenes info? Will do. So, the budget for this movie was $2.8 million, and they brought in a box office of $19.1 million. Should have been lower. <clears throat> um, interesting info, though. Um, the Jason versus Carrie concept was a last-minute pitch for the movie following Friday the 13th uh, Part 6, uh, Jason Lives. Paramount began negotiations with New Line Cinema for a crossover film with the Nightmare on Elm Street killer, Freddy Krueger. When negotiations for that fell through, the studio chose to produce a new Friday the 13th sequel instead. Instead, with what if the girl had telekinetic powers? And they were intrigued by the premise, so we got this movie. Um, Crazy Ralph actor Walt Gurney is the narrator. Uh, Gorney returns to the series as the movie's narrator. It's his voice that can be heard in the opening of the film, telling the story of Jason Voorhees and his murderous history at Crystal Lake. It's uh, definitely an awesome Easter egg for longtime fans of the series. <coughs> um, during the filming of the movie, Kane Hodder, who uh, played Jason, um, broke a world record as um, doing a fire stunt. When he was surrounded by fire near the ending of the movie, he was actually on fire at the time and was surrounded in flames for a full 40 seconds, and he set a new record at the time. The sleeping back kill in the movie allegedly <laughs> was inspired by the screenwriter's urge to kill his own sister. According to Haney, I used to shove my brother into a sleeping bag when I was a kid. I once had a fantasy of killing my kid sister that same way. I guess that's why I became so popular. And that man needs to go to prison right now. <laughs> uh, critics' reactions. So currently the movie sits at a 35% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, should be a little lower. Uh, the Chicago Tribune gave it a one star, signing its weak finale and predictable killings, as well as uh, perceived misogynistic subtext to the entire series. And Signal.com wrote, it's Hollywood's idea of every teenager's dream. A bunch of lovely, nubile young girls, a rusty cabin in the woods, a stash of marijuana, and gory galore courtesy of a zombie superhuman psycho killer. 
Well, Tuan, kick us off. Do you cash or pass Friday the 13th Part 7, The New Blood? I very much pass on this movie. I would like to never watch it again. Um, it was very boring. It was, like, boring to sit through. Um, a lot of the character was boring. They even made Jason boring. Like, come on now. The kill, like the kills in the last movie were better, and they were also PG-13. But like in this one, it was like it got even worse. So I don't, I don't even know how you mess up that bad. So yeah, I very much pass on this one, and yeah, I will not be watching this one again after we finish this series. Maria. Yeah, I definitely uh, pass. I don't need to go to watch this again. I don't need to go through it again. <laughs> um, yeah, just like what Tuan said, after this series, I'm probably never going to watch this again. I'm probably gonna, never going to think about it again. Um, this yeah, is the so... one we, This is the one you play... Doing the marathon, we we want to have sex, but not actually pay. It has something in the background. No, you have no. This is nah, it's not. It's not even a background not, song. It's, there's it's better no. There's better stuff for that. If I looked up from the screen and saw it on, I would actively change what 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 I was watching. Yeah, exactly. I'd be like, you know what? Let's 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 go somewhere else. Let's watch something a little better. That we're not gonna watch. <laughs> Rudy. See, I usually like to play fair and um, cash it for the viewers who haven't seen it. But honestly, this movie was horrible, and the storyline overall just doesn't work out for me. So I'm gonna pass on this this one from the franchise because I just don't feel like it even fits with the. Um, the aesthetic of a Friday the 13th movie. Um, pretty sure people won't regret my <laughs> decision because um, they'll thank me later. Like they, they'll thank you guys later too for passing on this one. So yeah, that's pretty much it. I passed. You pass, know it's bad if Rudy passing, right? And for me, it's also a pass. This is the first movie I saw, but they you could. If you're doing like a marathon to get like a linear story, if you skip this movie, you you literally miss. It doesn't affect anything else. You can watch six and go straight to eight with no issue. So that's usually what I do because this movie is bad. It's bad, but it's over. So join us next week as you watch our favorite, well, my favorite movie, Jason Takes Manhattan. I'm excited. It's my favorite one, even though some say it's the worst one. But they're wrong. Thank you, everyone. The Haddonfield Horrors Podcast is a Letters to Media production. Should we do an intro?